Welcome to The Job, where we discuss tips and strategies for reducing stress and preventing burnout in the police. I'm Johnny Bevan and I'm the Police Burnout Coach and currently a serving police detective with 16 years experience in a variety of roles ranging from uniform policing, proactive squads, covert policing and child protection. I'm going to be sharing proven strategies on how to reduce anxiety, eliminate overwhelm, stop procrastinating and worrying what other people think so that you can become more productive and bring calm and balance to your life no matter what you're faced with. We're also going to talk about how to build trust and confidence in yourself so you can stop needing constant reassurance and validation from others to know that you're doing a good job. Working in the police doesn't have to be stressful and I'm going to show you how. So let's dive in. Hello everyone, I hope you're all doing well. I've just finished doing a presentation uh, to some police officers and we were talking about relationships and just about how, uh, you know, when we have that person, we've all had it, haven't we, that person that we see and we automatically feel angry and hatred towards them and how we deal with that. And I was talking to them about it and I see some really sceptical looks on their faces. And I, and I get it, because that's where I was a few years ago. So I just thought I'd come on and talk about that, because we got to deal with people all the time, haven't we? we got to deal with people, but not necessarily the people we choose to spend time with. <clears throat> but never, nevertheless, we spend most of our day with them. And trying to navigate those relationships and actually get through it without feeling this anger and hatred, for me is really key. And like I say, I had it with someone for around 10 years, I worked with them. And I just used to feel this absolute anger. And sometimes, if I'm totally honest, hatred towards them. Some of the things I used to sort of think about them were pretty, pretty awful. But, and it took me and I could, I always wanted them to change. I thought, well, actually, if they change, they were the problem, then I feel better. And of course, that is true isn't it if someone behaves exactly the way we want them to then we're going to feel better but what I realized is when I went to other departments came across you know different people there's always another person another one of them and I came to realize actually these people as much as I want them to change they don't change and I didn't want to wait to feel better I didn't want to wait for them to change for me to feel better. Because then actually it's like looking at everyone going, here's my sort of what you need to do to make me feel better. And then we can all be happy. And, and obviously that is massively flawed because life just doesn't work like that. <clears throat> we all know that because, you know, and we just end up getting frustrated and bitter and very angry. And it was pointed out to me when I was being coached was I think these are the things that really changed it for me was I was the only one feeling that anger and hatred. I was the only one feeling that suffering. And I just heard a great analogy. I think they said it was from the Buddha where he said, when you sort of hold on to anger and you hate someone, it's literally like holding a hot piece of coal. You complain it's hot and that it's burning you, but actually at any moment you could just put that down. And that's what it's like with these relationships. We're, we're sort of holding on to it and we're going home and we're feeling really angry. And I used to be like this. I used to be moaning to my partner, but to my wife about this person. <clears throat> and then I almost used to blame them for that. But actually, they weren't there. 
you know, they were no longer there, but I was just constantly thinking about them. And then I was then creating this suffering, but I couldn't see that. I thought they were the ones creating it. And I just want to talk about sort of how I dealt with that, really. And like I say, the first wake-up call for me was really just that awareness that I was the only one feeling that suffering. And the other thing was that actually what I noticed was I mirrored their behaviour. So my complaint of them was that they were rude. I was like, this person is just rude. But what I've come to realise is that we mirror, when we have these judgments of people, we end up mirroring, we become them. Because what would I do? I'd talk about him behind his back, I'd be slagging him off, I would then be calling him out in front of people and doing all this sort of stuff. And actually, then when I look back, to it, back at it, I went, actually, I've just become what I've complained about. But it felt so justified for me because he was the problem. But then I realised, actually, I didn't want to wait for this person to change. And I didn't like how I was showing up and how I was feeling. And I thought, of all the people who I know, who would I want to have control over my feelings and how I respond? And it wouldn't have been them. But that's exactly what I was doing by thinking, by making them responsible for how I was feeling. Now, this is really quite a stretch when you first do it because the anger is really hard like you just want to respond to it and you just you're so convinced that it's them but it's just about going is it benefiting you being in that state all the time and all the time you've been angry how is it punishing them because we think it punishes them but they don't feel our anger only we feel our anger so it's like drinking out this sort of poison chalice holding that hot bit of coal and we think we're somehow, you know, taking the higher ground. But like I said, often we're not. We're just making ourselves feel bad. And actually, <clears throat> we're giving all our power away to someone else. So for me, it was about recognising where that anger came from. And it is obviously because I thought he's rude. It's because he thought he's rude. But I just looked at when I thought that and I felt this anger... It was my response to that that was the issue. I would then moan, complain, go and speak to my wife about it, um, and then call him out and do all those things. So what I came to do was not suddenly, it, was, it wasn't about suddenly thinking positive about this person, and sometimes, you know, just thinking that they were amazing. That's obviously, I didn't, want, I didn't go there, and that's not, that's not how this works. It's not about positive thinking. What I did was actually just go, I'm going to deal with that anger and not respond to it. And I learned, and you've heard in previous podcasts, where I've talked about learning to allow your emotions, describing it, how it feels, and actually just sitting with that anger. And it's really, really powerful because what you do is you have this response You know, you see this person, you have these thoughts about them, and then you feel this anger, but then you don't respond to it. You just allow it. And what you're doing is you're choosing how you respond. And then what you'll find is that anger gradually gets less and less and less. And then you can then choose how you want to think about this person, which would determine how you feel about them. And it was really sort of a game changer for me. And what I noticed was the relationship really changed 
And they didn't change at all, but how I showed up was completely different. And now you're probably thinking, well, is this just about um, letting people get away with stuff? No, it's not. Not at all. If people do things that aren't in line with our values and our beliefs, then obviously we're going we're gonna to probably address that. But what I realised was I was never really addressing it in a great way. But what I'm able to do now is, if something like that happens, I'm able to address it from a completely different place, from a place of sort of self-compassion and love rather than hatred. And you might go, well, why would you want to choose that over someone who you've had this sort of relationship, sort of this negative relationship with? And the reason is, is because it feels good for me. And that's the thing you've got to realise, only we feel our emotions, negative and positive. We somehow think someone else is and we're punishing them, but they're, they're not feeling the way we feel. They're going about probably not even aware that we're thinking about them, that we're this obsessed about them. <clears throat> so it's about realising that actually we do this because it benefits us. And also you just look and go, do I like the way I show up? Like, do I what? Because the problem is when we feel anger and it's not processed through, when we feel hatred, we just find more evidence for it. If we feel whatever, you know, if we think someone's rude and, you know, they're abrasive and then we feel angry, then actually what we do is we then find more evidence to prove that true. And there could be, and there was with this person, there was lots of evidence of how he helped people and did stuff. I didn't see any of that. I just seen, I seen it through this lens. And what I basically did was took that lens off and I'd look at it and then decided, actually, this is how I want to show up. And like I said, I was able to address the issues that came up, but from a completely different place and one that served me. And this has been really, I found this really key because when I went to another job, I then came across that sort of new difficult person. And I remember sat in a car and they phoned up and were shouting at me. Now, my immediate thing was to go to defensiveness. Of course we do, because it's a natural response. They've, they've shouted at us and our little primal brain kicks in and goes, right, we're under attack. Let's have it. But being able to not respond to that emotion was like hitting a big pause button. And in that instance, I just said, look, mate, I don't know what's going on, but you're not going to speak to me like that. So if you do carry on, I'm just going to hang the phone up. And this is what we call a boundary. And boundaries are really important because boundaries are what we say we're going to do. So if they carry on their behaviour, we're going to do this. It's not I need you to change your behaviour because we don't actually have any control over it. And in the 10 years I said this person ought to change his behaviour and nothing changed. But by then going, um, if you do that, I'm going to do this suddenly you've got all your power back. But what you'll find is, is a lot easier and more comfortable in a way to complain and moan than it is do those things. And that's really what the, for me, the complaining was. It was easier. I would complain to someone about him rather than actually confront him in that way. And I know Jack Hanfield talks about this, that that is what complaining is. You know, we, we we go to work, and complain about our partner and we come home and com- we complain to our partner about our work and we complain to work about our partner. And actually it's because it's more comfortable than addressing the issue. 
But when you sort of take this stance, what you do is you build your self-confidence. You realize the stuff that actually you're quite nervous of doing, but you do it anyway. And you take all this control back. This person hasn't then got any control over you. And interestingly, that person that phoned up and shouted at me, I ended up with a really good relationship with him. So I went back in the office and said, yeah, you don't speak to me. Um, I'm not really going to put up with you speaking to me like that. If that's going to happen, I'm just going <clears> to <throat> either hang up or I'm just going to leave the office. You could argue, why should I have to leave the office? But I go, I got no, I can't stop the words coming out of his mouth, but this is what I got control over. And actually, there was a lot of respect there in the end. A lot of other people didn't get on with him so well, but I ended up with a really sort of respectful relationship. And with both those people, what I found was <clears throat> they were responding from fear. And this is what I've seen with most people. There are obviously some people in the world that just probably aren't very nice. In the police, I've dealt with plenty of those. But I've come to realise that most people are operating from, from some sort of fear and insecurity when they're in that state. So it, and it comes across as maybe arrogance, because that's all arrogance is, is to sort of put a big protective wall to guard you from your insecurities. And so they come across as abrasive and rude, but actually all they are is really probably quite scared. And like I say, it's not that we condone their behaviour. No, we don't. We go, actually, this is... Um, you know, we, but we understand why they're doing it and then we can address that behaviour. But the most important thing is the energy we address it from because that's the thing that's going to affect us. That is the thing that's going to eat us up. If we're doing it from a negative, angry, hatred behaviour, <clears throat> that's what's going to eat us up. So just remember, only you suffer when you hold on to the anger and hatred. And just watch, and look, look, just notice how it's like looking in a mirror. Whatever your complaint of someone is, you probably end up doing. It's not that we don't judge, it's perfectly natural to judge, but it's whether we, we just want to notice those judgments and learn to let go of them. I remember having someone phone me up once and was talking about a member of staff they had. They go, oh, he's so miserable. He's always moaning. He's always going on. And he went on for 10 minutes about it. And then we laughed about it because actually we then, you know, he then become that person. And it's not about that we don't have these thoughts and feelings, but it's about actually we can catch them and choose a side how we want to show up. And for me, it's been really quite liberating in my life. I can now work with people. There's some people that maybe push my button, but I can then address that and then decide how I want to show up. And what I've realised is I can change my complete, how I feel about them and my response about them, response to them without them changing. And you've just suddenly got loads of control. It is as simple as that. So that is my words of wisdom for you today. If you are someone and you go, oh, that person, that this does not apply to them. It is very different. Believe me, it won't be. And if you want to move past it, if, you, if there's that person, that sergeant, that supervisor, that boss or a colleague or that friend that just pushes that button and you want to switch that off, then just give me a shout. There's a link in the show notes. There's a link to the um, link to my consult. If you want to come on and do that, have a free hour and have a chat and we can talk it through. But have a great week and I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye. 
Thanks for listening today. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from this podcast, please forward it on to them. And if you want to know any more, then please do not hesitate to email me at johnnybevan at outlook.com. That's J-O-N-N-Y-B-E-V-A-N at outlook.com. And also follow me on Instagram um, at Johnny Bevan or on Facebook. I am Johnny Bevan, the police burnout coach. Have a great time and I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye.